0: Welcome to the Apple Insider Podcast. This is your host, Stephen Robles, and it's the big show before Apple's Wonderlust event. So we're going to talk about what to expect one more time. We're going to try to make it different than last week, but also have some anecdotes about my own iCloud data restore. I locked myself out of an iPad. We have that to talk about. And I want to ask my co-host today, why Apple won't buy Disney? Because he wrote an article about it. This episode is brought to you by ZocDoc and Notion AI. And joining me this week, my good friend, William Gallagher. How's it going, William? I hang
1: on a second. One thousand pounds and a penny, one thousand pounds and two pennies. I'm getting close. I'm getting close. <laughs> Otherwise, it's fine. Yes, how is it for you?
0: Oh, it's going well. I'm holding something in my hand, William, that you will have no appreciation for, but every one of our listeners will. That is, <laughs> I'm holding in my hand right. a box of Ted Lasso biscuits.
1: Oh, you do not have to tell me about that at all. No, you really don't. I got the
0: biscuit. Listen, the FedEx truck literally arrived right before we started recording, and I said to myself, I'm going to make a little video. I'm going to eat a biscuit so I can tell William, who cares not about Ted Lasso, (laughs) that I ate a Ted Lasso biscuit. And it was pretty good.
1: I do have biscuit issues, though. So wait a
0: minute—is this like a medical issue or something else?
1: No, I run a project that's a one biscuit, two biscuit, and three biscuit thing. The idea being that the longer ones, you need your provisions, <laughs> and biscuits are the thing.
0: Okay. So. Now, now I have a question. If if you're new to the show, first of all, welcome. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, William is in the UK over there. Now, language is a little different, so. These biscuits, quote-unquote, when I take them out of the box, to me, I would call it more of a cookie-style treat Mm. than a biscuit. Hmm. So if that is what you call a biscuit over there, what do you call the bread-type round device that you might eat with butter over there? What do you call that?
1: A scone or a scone, depending on where you are in the country, maybe. What if it's soft, though? a soft, but that is soft. Oh. Um, a biscuit, biscuit literally means baked twice, so it tends to be a harder oh. uh, thing. Um, I thought uh, the American equivalent was you know cookie equals equals biscuit, right. but I didn't realise. I mean, you have got the cookie
0: monster, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Anyway, they were delicious, uh, William, and I'd send you some. Whoa, well, well, well,
1: They soon. were, they were delicious. A box arrives right. before <laughs> then, we start talking, and already the one, the one over. I
0: ate was delicious. That's what I meant to say. There's still a yeah, whole box. Right. If, you okay, over, if you want to come over, You want to come over and have a biscuit? Uh, I'll make you some. Yes,
1: that's that's why I would come over. I'll make you a spot of tea,
0: way. a spot of tea, mm? and you can have a biscuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: really selling it to me. <laughs> No. Okay. Are you going to give me this iPad? So you've promised me uh, an iPad for years, and now you're locked out. Maybe in 2024
0: well. when the OLED models launch. We'll see. We'll talk about it okay. then. We'll talk about it then. Uh, I also I need your help with something else, William, because we had two five-star reviews this week uh, from Endo1976 from Australia. Thank you for that. But also, the second listener is from Ireland, so closer to your neck of the woods, and has challenged me to pronounce their name. I've, I actually have their official name spelling, and I'm going to put you in the hot seat because maybe you'll know how to pronounce this more than me. Are you ready? Right? I'm gonna tell you how to spell it. Okay, you ready? Okay. Yes. E O G H A N.
1: Well, I would have said Owen uh, for that, but oh, I honestly don't know if I'm right.
0: Okay. Well, so you said Owen. I was gonna. I, I have it.
1: Well, not quite Owen, as in O W E N. Right. It's just. It's really, really similar. Right. Uh, I, to that. I'm. I'm choosing not to pronounce certain syllables.
0: Okay. See, I was Choose gonna say Ian. Like you know oh, I could say that. like i a yeah. n here in the states but but spelled differently, so or it could be Yeofen, I have no idea if I, if I were to say it like mm. totally phonetically, but I really have no idea, I have no idea, so you're right to tell us that uh, yeah
1: could it be just or you does that O-U work could be at all do you think But that I, works I, for me I, actually I, I, yeah, that gets me
0: that might work, yeah, I don't know, but yeah. listen i Again, we probably butchered your name 18 different ways just in the last five seconds. Sorry. So we yes. apologize. Well, let us know if, if either William or I got it right because I literally have no idea. Uh, but thanks for listening all the way from Ireland. That's wonderful. So obviously next week is the massive iPhone 15 Wonderlust event from Apple. We're going to get into some is of those it? things. Wait, wait, you didn't no. know about it? <laughs> what? <laughs> this is a surprise to William. Nobody tells me anything. I know. God. You have no idea. <laughs> and listen, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about it. We, we covered a big preview last week, but I want to mention a few more things and get yeah. William's take, of course. Very important. But I thought it'd be a, a fun to share some anecdotes from this past week because I just failed on several fronts on uh, Apple devices. <laughs> and I was able to recover them. But I think I'm curious if anyone else has this experience. So. Uh, Number one, William, have you ever deleted, let's say, a repeating calendar event that you spend a painstaking amount of time entering in all the details over the course of a year, and then you accidentally delete it and it's just gone forever? Have you ever experienced that?
1: No, but last night I completed a two-hour edit on a Final Cut Pro video, and this morning I found that 17 of the sort of B-roll elements were just not there at all, and I had to redo the whole Thing. So I feel the pain, but no. I've never had that particular.
0: Okay, so did that happen because you thought they were imported from the iPhone, but they, in fact, were not?
1: No, they were all on the timeline. It's got to be um, finger trouble. I must have slept with something and deleted it. But, well, I mean, it was like, weirdly, it wasn't everything. It was right. almost everything, but it would be the odd item that stayed. So there's no question. I, I was on the whiskey last night or something <laughs> uh, and and did it. And I can blame only... Well, I don't actually drink. Can you think of a type of... Jack Daniels' type of whiskey. I'm blaming Jack. Oh, this. you're blaming Jack.
0: I will say, though, I, I just recently I filmed some B-roll with my iPhone. I connected it to Final Cut with a cable, imported some footage, and I thought it finished importing. I disconnected my iPhone, closed Final Cut, and when I went back to look at the project, all those clips had the big question mark on it and said they weren't imported. Oh, yeah. And so I do feel like sometimes that's a little wonky, like it's referring to the files still on the iPhone, but somehow like visually showing you that maybe they're imported or not. I am hoping the iPhone 15 or well, Thunderbolt solves all this somehow, but...
1: Okay, how about this? Last week in a video I made, all finished, all done, all uploaded to YouTube, I needed to get something else out of it. I needed an audio clip from right. it. And when I went, I had a slap in the middle of it. There was a massive red screen with missing plugin,
0: mm. And it's
1: because one photograph that was on my Mac and is in the project, iCloud had decided to back it up and take it off my Mac to do it. But it decided to do that between my final watch through and my exporting it to YouTube. So it's like somebody at Apple was going, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, now, now, do it now. (laughs) Do it now, do it now. Uh, Yeah, see all these things, okay. There's so many things to complain about in that regard, but I'm actually going to turn it around and, and give iCloud a little bit of credit. Because the aforementioned scenario with a deleted calendar event, this is something my wife experienced recently. She had entered this on this one calendar a repeating event for a school event and had entered like lots of detailed information in each one. Like she went into the notes category of the different events that were repeating and will put, you know, details uh, for the events because we try to be organized. And she accidentally deleted one and she thought she was just deleting something but it ended up deleting all of the events in this repeated it was like 25 events with all the details deleted yeah and would have been several hours of work and so i thought i'm going to do some sleuthing and see is there a way to restore this event because there's no undo button there's no like you know i feel like the calendar apps of all apps should have an undo like just kidding can you bring that right back please like just (laughs) just bring it right back but what i did was i searched and i forget exactly what article i came across but there is an apple support article i'll put it in the show notes If you log in to iCloud.com, there is now a data recovery section for all the things that you sync to iCloud. And thankfully this calendar was an iCloud calendar. So this was my wife's calendar. I logged into her iCloud account, iCloud.com, did restore. And basically if you restore, there was a backup the night before and I can just restore the calendar part of this backup. It's not like you have to restore your device or restore the, the entire iPhone from a backup. This is literally in iCloud.com, just restoring the calendar backup. And you can revert to the day before, at least that was the last backup. Now, if you made any changes that day, like if my wife had added an event right before I did this, it would not be on her phone anymore because you're reverting the calendars. But she hadn't added anything that was mission critical. So I restored her calendar to the previous night's backup. And sure enough, William, that event came back with all the details and it just took a couple clicks on iCloud.com. Would you look at that? Yeah,
1: but you hadn't done that before.
0: I had never done it before.
1: I haven't done it with calendars, but I have an automation thing that relies on a tiny little text file. And somewhere on the line, I think that shortcut actually deletes it. Because every now and again, I have to go into iCloud.com and say, no, please give it back to me. <laughs> um, and I I, got a, I can't see the step that kills it. But yes, yeah. Yeah, so I'm familiar with the restore stuff. And yes, you're worked, right. Bless iCloud. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You know, in years past, you would have to maybe restore your whole iPhone to an iCloud backup to retrieve things like a calendar event or contact. But now you can actually restore just those individual pieces of information, which I thought was was pretty cool. Uh, second, a quick anecdote. My daughter has an iPad that she uses and she was watching a movie on it and it had the Like uh, director's, not director's commentary, but like the accessibility commentary that describes everything on screen in addition to the dialogue that's being spoken. Yeah, audio description. The audio description. Now, I looked up all the different things about how to turn this off. It's typically just a very easy tap the little bubble, like the message bubble looking icon in the the movie player. This was in the Apple TV app. And you just choose the English audio as opposed to the English AD, which is audio description audio. For some reason, it wasn't working. It kept doing the describing what's on screen. And so I was like, I went into the accessibility settings. I was trying to turn voiceover on and off, audio descriptions on and off, just playing around with it. And eventually I, I left voiceover on, locked the screen to my iPad. And then when I tried to enter the passcode to get in, whatever combination of accessibility settings I had, one, I had to like triple tap to actually get a tap to respond because one tap tells you what it is. Goodness. And then a, a later tap mm-hmm. um, actually uh, actually does the tap you're intending. And again, this is for accessibility. If someone was visually impaired, they would want to know the exact thing they're tapping first, mm. and then they can tap again to confirm. But for some reason, I did it, and it would not accept the passcode. It kept saying it was the wrong passcode. I have no idea why. The passcode didn't change. It was just that voiceover was enabled, and
1: except hang on is there any chance that it was to do with this number of taps that it wasn't registering the first number
0: well i uh, would have thought that but you can see the little dots being filled oh, yeah, in of you, can. you know as as you're mm. tapping the numbers and so i made very sure that like i kept pressing the one number until i just saw that first bubble fill in and then i went to the second one you know very slowly and for whatever reason it would not uh, just let me in it locked the ipad for 5 minutes and then 10 minutes and so eventually I forgot about this shortcut, but my 14 year old son was like, well, if you triple tap the uh, sleep button, you get the accessibility shortcuts and you could turn it off. And I was like, right. okay." so I did that. Triple clip the sleep, click the sleep button. This was a home button style iPad. Uh, The accessibility shortcut menu came up. I turned voiceover off and then all of a sudden I could get in with the passcode. No problem. And it was a very strange issue. I don't know what changes when voiceover is enabled or how it functions with passcodes but it was really weird and i thought i was gonna to have to wipe this ipad but
1: yeah i actually i know what's changed um we no longer talk to you when we've got problems we talk to your son and that's exactly what's okay. changed yeah that's exactly what's changed
0: it was just a bizarre thing so I, I say those two anecdotes one to maybe save someone a deleted calendar event a mishap and then two if anyone actually know, i know we actually have a number of listeners uh who use accessibility settings have a uh, different uh, impairments and that accessibility is a big deal for them. And so if there is some kind of behavioral difference when like voiceover is enabled on an iPad in the passcode setting, I'd be curious to know what uh, what that is exactly so I can avoid this in the future, but uh, it was it was uh, worrying at first, uh, for sure. It was wild. All right, so those are my personal anecdotes, but now I want to get to the real the real deal, William. The real deal. Okay. Okay. Right. Apple right. event. Ready. Tuesday. Wonderlust. Really? <laughs> No. Yes. What? Yes, it is. I'm still looking for my invite. I'm waiting for the uh, the Apple event invite, but I haven't gotten it yet. Have you gotten yours?
1: Oh, that's what they were inviting me to. I just said no. I didn't think it was anything big wow.
0: at all. No. Yeah. yeah, I can Imitation see The invitation
1: wasn't in blue, so. Mm, you know. that's, true. Uh, that's true. You get so many of these things. God, you do. forever schlepping back and forth <laughs> you to do. Apple Park. You
0: get invited yeah. to the, the Buckingham Palace, and you get invited everywhere. Yeah, I know. You're, you're a big shot.
1: Well, Okay, I have been to the Houses of Parliament. Well, And, there you and far it. more importantly, uh-huh. Apple TV Plus did invite me to a couple of brunches. That's pretty so, sweet. So, Yet yeah, clearly, I'm the guy to, to um, yeah. uh, well, invite somewhere. Yeah, yeah clearly. I'm, clearly. Uh, yeah. Because you got the Wikipedia uh, page. It's because of my obvious eloquence, uh, <laughs> he said, stumbling over
0: all no, of this. No. It's very, very eloquent. So the, the event is, it's this Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern. You can The YouTube watch page is actually now live if you want to have a countdown. For the next four days until the event happens, you can go to Apple's youtube.com Apple, watch the event there. But uh, we talked a lot about the things to expect. Obviously, it's going to get USB-C, Pro models with titanium finish, Periscope camera on the uh, Pro Max model, most likely. A couple things I neglected to mention, I uh, actually heard from the uh, ATP guys as they were discussing kind of the rumor roundup. I've forgotten, it is rumored to get more expensive, these pro models, especially possibly another $100 for those, that the chip, the A17 that will be coming, will likely be one of the first three nanometer process chips that Apple will have created. And so this could be a leap forward when it comes to processing power and also hopefully helping battery life. And when we talk about nanometer process and chips, you know, typically I don't look at all the technical aspects, but... The A chip, you know, the main CPU-GPU combination chip on the iPhones, Apple obviously expends the most uh, amount of money and research to get that as fast and efficient as possible. But some of the other chips in the iPhone, things like the U1 ultra-wideband chip, that is also a chip. And currently, as I heard on the ATP podcast, it is on a 40 nanometer process right now. (laughs) So right now, like the A16, I think, is on a 5 nanometer. Other chips inside the iPhone are much less efficient, like 40 nanometers. And so one of the r- rumors is that these chips will also go on a, a better process, cutting down on the nanometers, which hopefully will also cut down on power and increase efficiency. And so 15 should be, um, you know, maybe a significant leap in, in processor performance. And I am certainly hoping uh, for battery life. Then also Qi 2 charging, which will be, right now you have MagSafe, but Qi 2 is kind of all over the place now. It was at IFA, the conference in Berlin that happened a couple of weeks ago. A bunch of accessory makers are launching and announcing Qi2 devices ahead of and expecting the iPhone 15 to support this. And this will mean 15 watt wireless charging. And it doesn't necessarily have to have a MagSafe designation anymore. It is just Qi2 charging, which is great. And then the colors, of course, Andrew has a great video showing the models that might be the colours. Now, have you seen the colours, William, I assume?
1: Yeah, and everybody says they're muted. And I suppose anything is after the big purple ones or the big green true, ones and things. But true. they seem quite nice, quite tasteful, really. Okay. That's actually what made me believe them right. in the leaks. So, <laughs> they weren't yeah. wild and audacious. That,
0: now, yes. you you are on the 13, from what I recall. And so this, yes, this might be an Pro. upgrade year for you. You know all the rumours. You know everything that's uh, mm. supposedly launching with this phone. If, if the rumors are all true, let's say the 15 Pro Max made out of titanium, less bezels, periscope camera, faster chip. Are you uh, attempted preemptively by these devices we might see?
1: Uh, Yes, but the temper is tempered, Uh, tempting is tempered by this business of the price. Because, um, yes, everyone's saying it would be more expensive. But remember, I'm not in the States. Last year, the price already rose. So will it be the same here or will they more likely raise it again? Mm. Um, And there comes a point when uh, it doesn't feel like an economic buy. I, I skipped the 14 because... There was so much I fancied, but nothing I really fancied. Mm. I just took it for granted the 15 the fifteen Pro would be coming my way right. by this time. But now I am a little hesitant. I expect I will, but I'm yeah. not as gung-ho certain as I have been for 10 months. <laughs> what right. Yeah.
0: What about that blue titanium? Is that going to tempt you?
1: Yes, but, you know, it it's not likely to be cheaper, so same thing applies. Right, right. I right. presume you're into the titanium because you like smashing your devices against walls and doors, don't you? Yeah.
0: Yes, I, I do have a habit. I just did it the other day, and i whenever I do it <laughs> now, I immediately again. think of you no. uh, because you, <laughs> you're the one that keeps rigging me on this. But, yeah, for some reason, I don't know what it is. I swing my arms like an orangutan, I guess, but when I walk through doorways, my Apple Watch, it just takes a beating. And... uh I, you know, the Apple Watch Ultra, there's a couple marks on it. But I have to say the titanium around the edge and, of course, the sapphire glass holds up remarkably well. And so I am looking forward. You have marks on an Apple Watch
1: Ultra. Right. That's it. Now I know what goes. You walk through a door and you go, ta-da, I'm here. <laughs> that's
0: it. To think, that's just be calm. I announce my entrance <laughs> every time. No, I, I, uh, I don't know why I just, I hit it on stuff, uh, especially door frames for whatever reason. So anyway, I, I'm looking forward to titanium phone. The biggest benefit will be the weight. Titanium is actually going to be a lighter material than the stainless steel oh, of the 14. Interesting. So the phone should be lighter. Right. And I have to say the 14 pro, I mean, it, it you know, it's a hefty device. It's a, especially if you compare it to like a regular, actually I actually have both. I have a regular 14 in one hand right now and a 14 pro and like. The weight is its significant difference. And uh, so I'm looking forward to a lighter phone.
1: I used to always carry my phone in the top shirt pocket because I was afraid of sitting on it. But some time ago, maybe around the 11, it started becoming quite top heavy. Yes. Um, and even if I put it in upside down, it still felt like the base was heavy enough that it was much more likely to fall out. Um, so I have been carrying it in my front side pocket along with nothing else. Nothing else goes in there at all. <laughs> Same. Um, I, do but, the, I do the uh, same it's... thing. The,
0: the few times where I've worn like a shirt that has a front pocket, like a button down, and I put the phone in there, I will inevitably lean over and then it just falls out. And it's just not. Oh, the last, again, this room, I feel like there is no way this is not going to happen. But the iPhone 15 is going to go USB-C. Hopefully the Pro models get USB-C and Lightning, or USB-C 4 and Thunderbolt. So I think it is time, after 10 years, this will be the last episode of the apple insider podcast where the iphone has a lightning jack and so we say farewell i say good riddance i'm ready for it to go <laughs> but
1: what do you say oh that's so harsh
0: i'm ready he, for it's,
1: it. lightning has a better name doesn't it you know well, it's just super
0: ca- weird because thunderbolt cables literally have a lightning bolt on them and it's already confusing yeah. USB-C versus thunderbolt so i don't like it's the branding It's just
1: uh, Thunderbolt 4. Every time I hear Thunderbolt 4, I think of Jerry Anderson and the little yellow submarine and things that goes under. And you just looking get me blankly now, but I cannot disconnect that uh, connection there.
0: Well, I I am ready. I am ready for a USB-C world. I still have like two USB-C to lightning cables around, one for fast charging if I'm traveling and the other for transferring footage from my iPhone to my Mac, and I am very excited to do away with those permanently and just live the whole USB-C lifestyle. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be great, William. It's going to be great.
1: Am I just calmer or something? Because I, I don't really care about faster charging because I charge it overnight. And as long as it's charged by the morning, I only, what do I care? It,
0: it's rare. I just recently was at a conference, and I used fast charging there, and it was useful. Uh, you know, Charge it for 20 minutes in the hotel room, in between all the events and then I don't have to worry about a battery pack. So that was helpful. Sometimes if I know I'm going out and I don't wanna think about a battery pack and for some reason my 14 Pro is dying because just the battery life is not great, uh, you know, I'll I'll plug it in uh, just so I can get the most charge possible. And so it's, it's rare, but I find it useful occasionally. I like it. I do wish, this is something I hope maybe they bring with like iOS 18 or something. When you plug in an Android phone, it actually tells you on the lock screen that A, it is fast charging, like it'll literally say fast charging, and then it'll tell you a time until full. It'll say one hour, 20 minutes until 100% or until full. And I, I like that little visual indication. I wish, I wish the iPhone did that too.
1: Why would you plug in an Android phone?
0: William, listen.
1: They're faster when they don't have any charge charging. <laughs> uh, that's what I think. Yeah. Wow. Well, the the interface is more consistent when there's no power.
0: Wow. You're you're really (laughs) playing to the Apple fanboys today. You're you're just totally... (laughs) Okay. I see how it is. Last thing for the iPhone 15, these leaked cases, I've been seeing them everywhere. We talked about it last week, but apparently Apple has also put like Hermes Apple Watch bands on like a 90% discount for Apple Store employees. And it just lends to the rumor that Apple is going away from leather, that they're going to stop utilizing leather In their cases possibly their watch straps as well and uh, i find this interesting and then there's this fine woven case which there's like images of these uh cases supposedly from apple and it says fine woven one word capital f capital w which just does not feel apple like at all like i don't think it's going to be called that or at least written like that but i don't know what you've seen these cases around what do you think of these like fine woven cases versus leather versus the leaked stuff i don't know what do you think
1: i don't get cases Ever so, all right, well, let's um, go, let's
0: move on then. Okay, thanks a lot. Yeah,
1: although, uh, you're saying Apple would never do fine woven written that way, but you know, portmanteau words, uh, laser writer, they were right
0: there at the start <laughs> 40 <MacBook>. years ago.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, I think they still do it with the MacBook. Um, possibly, uh, yeah, but
0: fine. Um, but look, just like if you just, like, can we like t- a topography nerd out a little bit? Are you can you get into a little mm-hmm. topography uh, nerdery?
1: Do it. Bring it on, yes. Okay. Yes. Look
0: you look at the fonts chosen for okay, MacBook is a good like what do you call that? Is it cam not camel case, but it's like the uh when it's capitalized in the middle. Is that camel? In
1: the middle. Uh, well I think of it as a portmanteau word, but I'm not sure uh what the term is for the letter. It the is middle. called camel. Um, no, no, no.
0: I was right. Camel case is a way to separate words uh marked by capitalizing the first, but you put it all together. So camel case is what you would call like MacBook. You know, the M is capital. The B is capital, and that's a, a camel case because it's separating it just with a capital letter. Fine woven. First of all, I feel like this is gonna this is gonna seem out there, okay? But just bear with me. The letter F in a in a capital word like that on an Apple device for some reason, like I, I can't find any other example of something like this. I don't know of any accessories that start with the letter F. And it just it fine woven capital F capital U, W. It just looks. Strange to me, and strange enough, where I feel like Apple. Nut. now, Mag Safe. Another example: capital M, capital S, one word, camel case. But I don't, I don't know. I just, I feel like fine woven looks funny. Does that sound crazy to you?
1: M is a full width character, and F isn't. Um, right. Is the I in fine woven kerned in properly underneath the F, or is that is it a spacing thing that's looking onto you?
0: It's just I. I don't know. I think it's it's just the capital F as the first letter. I think, like you were saying, you know, the M in MagSafe or the M for MacBook, and even the B. Like, I feel like it is a a significant letter, as as strange as that sounds. And I, I, just don't see, I don't see it.
1: I'm just thinking, I got F quite a lot at school, so maybe it's a more significant <laughs> letter for me than for well, you. I think that's a good, exa-
0: I think that's a good example too. Like F is not usually uh, just a letter with positive connotations, as strange as that sounds.
1: Free iPad um Now, uh, free Nelson Mandela. Well, uh, uh, right. That might be going back a little further, a little but further. You know. now, okay. like
0: braided. Yeah. So the the terminology for anything, you know, like the Apple Watch bands, I th- I think of them as woven because the pattern of the actual band looks woven, but they're called the braided solo loops. Just like if you were to get a braided cable, like the new charging cables, like the one that comes with the Apple Watch Ultra or the MagSafe cable with MacBook Pro. They're all, uh, they're saying braided. You know, they're braided instead of woven. So I don't know. I, I Call me crazy. Listeners, let me know if I sound crazy. But I, d- I don't think we're going to see fine and woven as what this, especially for a case. I just don't see it. Maybe I'm crazy. I feel like suede. I, I heard somewhere that like suede might be a, I don't know, a better
1: name. Oh, look, at okay. So you could be persuaded by, you could be swayed by suede. Wow. But you won't find fine work. Okay. Thank you. Right. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Okay. The last thing, yeah. <laughs> the last thing I'll say uh, I'm looking at cases here. Soft touch as a material is also camel cased, capital S, capital T, in the accessory portion of the Apple website. So Soft touch, MagSafe, you got MacBook, and then all the OS's are, are kind of camel casey because you got like lowercase I, capital OS, lowercase vision, capital OS. I, don't, I feel like I sound like a crazy person, but. I don't see fine woven being a thing. That's all I'm saying.
1: Do you remember when uh, Apple came out with the Lisa and claimed that it stood for, what was it, local <laughs> interface systems, some nonsense like that? Do you know there is actually a word for when you do that? Uh, when you pick a word and then curmudgeon, the, curmudgeon, fit the letters to it. Like an acrostic? Um, it's called... No, an acrostic is when the first letter of every line oh, right, spells right, right, right. out something. When it's an acronym where the word was picked first and everything was fitted in, it's called it actually called a bacronym. backronym.
0: Backronym. Wonderful.
1: A backronym. Yes. <laughs> I learned that last week from the podcast 99% invisible <laughs> and I ch- I applauded. What a wonderful word, to be real. I didn't even believe them. I had to go look it up and it's true. There
0: it is. So you- I will include the uh, Merriam Webster. Uh, this is going to be the first link because I always. Try- yeah, uh, okay.
1: remember I'm British. I'm not very keen on Merriam-Webster. Oh, really? One fella comes along, decides to rewrite the language. Oh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm all for language evolving, and we could talk about that. And I'm, I'm there are certain Americanisms that actually have, it's because America has protected them oh. instead of you know uh, letting them die the way England has. Gotten is a famous example. But one fella sits there and thinks, nah, nobody's ever going to s- check on something, uh, so. I'm I will spell C-H-E-Q-U-E as C-H-E-C-K. No possible confusion there. What
0: is that? At all. What, the, what is this rant? I don't even know what's happening right now. Wait,
1: uh, wait, 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 wait. You can go off one on the kerning of fine woven, and I can object to your putting a link to Merriam-Webster. I mean, at least what you're not I linking to, do? to What, what is
0: it? Do I do dictionary.com? What do I do? Uh, I'm looking for the Oxford English uh, Dictionary.
1: O-E-D.com? OED.com is a good source. Oh, okay. Actually, when I first started uh, writing about Macs, my absolute best thing was I was given a CD-ROM copy of the Oxford English Dictionary for the Mac, and I've still got it, (laughs) but it stopped working under a month later because there was some uh, Mac OS change, and they never fixed it. This utterly gorgeous thing in my hands and unusable. It was very depressing. But there you go. OED dot com yep. has it all. I just,
0: yeah. I just put, <laughs> I just put in the link. Uh, it'll be in the show notes to the okay. Oxford English Dictionary. Okay. Can I just say one other thing about the English language? We've been watching The Crown on Netflix. Uh, I enjoy that show. Yes. And uh, every once in a while, the kids aren't watching it with us, but sometimes they'll hear them talk and they'll say a word, and they will go on to say like, "Wow, oh, that like sounds funny. Like, I don't, that's not right." And I, I have to remind them like the country is literally, literally called england where we get the english language and so if, if there's going to be a comparison on who might have a better understanding of this language i don't know if we should be the ones uh, try, trying to uh, to defend it but
1: so i might actually be more pro american english than you are really That's quite startling. Yeah, it's a big, big thing in the UK. If you use the word gotten, it's almost detestable. It's this crazy Americanism that they have destroyed the word got for it. But it is the one example where that was a perfect English, British English word, and Britain forgot it, but America held on to it. So I love that kind of detail.
0: Okay, all right. Uh, Well, we're going to start a new podcast where we talk about the English language. And uh, honestly, I think it's going to blow up, William. I think it's gonna be pretty popular. Okay, <laughs> I think it's gonna yeah, it's gonna be good. Anyway, I don't think it's gonna be called Fine Woven. If it's called Fine Woven, I'll shave an eyebrow. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. But hmm. I'll be I'll be surprised. So <laughs> September twelfth, Tuesday, one p.m. Eastern, Wonderlust event. <phone rings> This episode is brought to you by ZocDoc. Guys, I cannot tell you enough how much I love ZocDoc. I have used it multiple times just in the last few months. I'll just tell you this. I wasn't feeling well, not to be too gross, but I was getting some pink eye and I was like, I want to take care of this quickly. I don't want to call and try and find a doctor in person. Let me go to the ZocDoc app. I know they take my insurance because I scanned my insurance card in there many times ago. They know my location, my preferences, all of that. And so I looked up telehealth appointments same day. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I was able to get a telehealth appointment within three hours of first doing it. It was like 7 a.m. in the morning. I had an appointment for nine something. I talked to the doctor. They saw my eye. They said, yep, that looks gross. Here is a prescription. And I was able to pick up that prescription that morning. It is so easy to do. And you never have to worry about hunting for a doctor that takes your insurance again. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book those appointments online. You can book them on the website. I booked mine right on the iPhone. And you can find specialists, general practitioners. I scheduled my annual physical through ZocDoc. I had moved. I had to find a new doctor. And it was so easy. I was able to book an in-person appointment, set everything up. They had all of my insurance information ahead of time. So when I got to the doctor's office, I didn't need to fill anything out when I got there. It was amazing. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists you can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition you're searching for. And these docs all have verified reviews from actual real patients, not bots. And that's something I did when I was searching for either my general practitioner or when I was trying to make an appointment for the eye. I said, show me the highest-rated doctors first. And that's exactly how I found the one so I can make an appointment that day. Any doctors you can book on Zocdoc just between 24 and 48 hours and like I did you can score same day appointments book them immediately with just a few taps no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist it is just an awesome experience I use it and I recommend you try it too go to zocdoc.com/appleinsider yes you can go to the apple store and just search and download it directly but if you go to the website they'll know you heard about it here on the apple insider podcast so go to ZocDoc.com slash Apple Insider, download the ZocDoc app for free, then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash Apple Insider, ZocDoc.com slash Apple Insider. Well, thanks to ZocDoc for sponsoring this episode and our good friends at Notion. Guys, I use Notion for so many things. I organize my thoughts, I do project management, I have some tasks in there for like videos and podcasts. And what's amazing is Notion now has Notion AI built right into the platform so you can summon it like you're summoning some kind of magical wizard to help you anytime you need help in a document. Maybe you need help brainstorming. You want to rephrase something in a different tone of voice. You need it to make something that's a few paragraphs into a few bullet points or vice versa. Notion AI can do all of that. I actually plan podcasts in Notion. I'll have some bullet points. I'll have some headlines. Maybe I'd like a few more ideas or brainstorming, or maybe I'm doing an interview. I can have Notion actually, or maybe I'm actually gonna do an interview. I can have Notion AI recommend questions based on the person and the topic. It's just incredible. I'll also take transcripts from my podcasts and videos, bring it into Notion, and then ask Notion AI to make social media posts from it, ask it to make a blog post from the transcript. And then I can even change the tone right there in Notion AI. Notion AI helps you work faster, write better, and think bigger doing tasks that normally take you hours in just seconds. Notion AI helps you automate all the tedious tasks like summarizing meeting notes or finding next steps. And then you're free to do the deep work you're best at being creative, getting to the more challenging aspects of a project and leave the rest to Notion AI. Use Notion AI to improve writing, summarize pages, find action items, translate into any language and more. Simply select your text in a Notion document, click Ask AI and increase your productivity like never before. So try Notion AI for free when you go to Notion.com slash Apple Insider. That's all lowercase letters, Notion.com slash Apple Insider to try out the incredible power of Notion AI today. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. So try Notion AI for free right now at Notion.com slash Apple Insider. And all those links are also in the show notes. You can just click them there. Our thanks to Notion for sponsoring this episode. We stopped really talking about all the iOS updates once the event was announced because it was like new devices. But with the Apple event, with the iPhone event, typically iOS 17 and iPad OS and macOS Sonoma, it's always unknown. Like those might come out in October. We might see them at the same time with iOS 17. But iOS 17 is usually released the next week after the event. Usually we get a release candidate, the final beta on the day of the event, September 12th. And then the iOS 17 public launch, I feel like sometimes it's been as early as the Monday after. So Monday the 18th, but I would think latest Wednesday, September 20th, we'll actually have iOS 17 like everywhere. And uh, we can all stop running the betas and actually have the legit uh, thing on. Also with iOS 17, I have it running on my iPad Pro, the beta, iPadOS 17. And when I log into iCloud.com, it actually has the option to log in with your iPhone rather than doing the login and password and then having to wait for that two-factor code. Uh, But you can't do it until you have iOS 17 on your iPhone as well so i'm looking forward to to that and also passkeys which this is not an ios 17 thing this has been around since ios 16 but i do want to mention i've been seeing it more and more where you can use a passkey to log into accounts for google ebay paypal your adobe account strangely one of the few social media networks that supports passkey is tiktok you can log in with passkey and i've been enabling passkey everywhere i Trust it now because I've synced it across devices and it works seamlessly. Are you are you a passkey adopter? Do you like using passkey?
1: I haven't really thought about it. Actually, I haven't been forced to use it, and I, so I haven't gone looking for it.
0: Uh, you should enable it. Enable it on like your personal uh, Google account. Okay. Pretty good. I mean don't want don't do it if you don't uh, want to, but I, I find it pretty good.
1: You sound like you're daring me to do it. Uh, listen, you yeah, do I what mean you want. if you're big enough You do if what you want, enough. William. I'm not trying no, to control no, it's you. Funny. No, no,
0: you do you right. do what you want. You do you. You do okay. you. Do you. Yes. A couple quick things, and then I want to talk about Apple and Disney, but the, the Apple announced that an app store will be coming to Vision OS in one of the next Vision OS betas coming this fall. We should see the Apple Vision Pro, the actual hardware device, early next year, which Apple's early is always, you know, nebulous. Maybe it's January. Maybe it's May. I feel like as long as they hit it before June, they, they in their minds, got <laughs> did it early. Uh, but that there will be an app store on the Vision Pro, so you can actually download stuff there. It's been interesting to hear different developers talk about it. Uh, A great podcast episode, if you're curious, is the talk show with John Gruber. He had the Fantastical CEO, uh, Michael, on it. And he talked about his firsthand experience with the Apple Vision Pro because he did a lab. And uh, it's a kind of a great breakdown to hear about it. But he is very, very bullish on the Apple Vision Pro, really changing work. Uh, in the long term, And I mean, he, he makes a calendar app and he's very excited about it. And so mm. I, I'm more and more curious about what, what it means for, for work for entertainment. Gruber is very bullish on like, I'm going to wear this on planes and on trains. And, uh, I know there's a joke in there somewhere, planes, trains, and automobiles, but, uh, I know it'll feel funny at first, but I guess people get used to wearing big headsets on planes.
1: I don't know. Uh, I remember here how when mobile phones first came in, it was quite em- almost embarrassing to be seen right. with one because it was so early. Uh, but it's now who doesn't have one amazingly. So, yes, it will get used to everything.
0: And, you know, it's funny. I feel like when Bluetooth headsets first came out and they were like the big, like turtle looking Bluetooth headsets, like from Motorola, they would have a little stick coming out. It was always very like, oh, that dude, it's one of those kind of people, you know, it's like, Bluetooth. <laughs> but now like AirPods is so ubiquitous. Like there's no thought twice as if someone has AirPods in their ear. So, you know, it, sometimes it takes a number of years, you know, those early Bluetooth headsets were like what, early two thousands, you know, that was very like, 20 plus years ago. And so, you know, maybe it'll take five, 10 years, maybe more, but people walking around, well, not walking around, but people wearing headsets and uh, just doing their thing, I guess it'll probably be normalized eventually would you wear an apple vision pro on like a train or something just kind of in your own world i think if i went on
1: a train i would enjoy looking out more than i would working so probably not but the number of times i have to work on trains yeah mm. um okay i'm not uh disenjoyerizing the idea what i think is the phrase yeah <laughs> It's an old British joke. Disel enjoyer, I think.
0: Well, I, I guess I don't speak English enough to get that. I'm not sure what that is, but okay. uh, if you can spell
1: it, put it in the show okay. notes.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Very good. Very good. So, also, Apple has invited developers for a one-day free in-person workshop at Apple, at the Apple Developer Center in there near the Spaceship Campus. But it'll be on September 27th, and it will be for developers to optimize app performance and hopefully helping battery life as well. And so I think this is cool. You know, Apple holding a, an event that's free. Developers can go if you're at least local or if you want to travel and you can just, you know, sign up for it and do it. And that's pretty cool. You know, I feel like there's been a little more outreach. You know, these labs with the Apple Vision Pro, different developer sessions that are outside of WWDC. Yeah, it's
1: pretty cool. Well, even away from Vision Pro, Apple started doing little runs of uh, developer sessions, like a week-long yeah. opportunity to book and then backfill. But I can't remember what that was called. But um, all good things. Yeah, they do yeah. good stuff. Absolutely,
0: good stuff. Um, Apple Arcade is releasing a bunch of new games this month. And uh, we'll put the article so you can see all of them. It's four games coming in September, but the one I was most excited about, Cypher 007 by Tilting Point. It's coming out September 29th. So the end of this month, we'll actually have the iPhone 15 before we have this. Yeah, you can, uh, I'm excited to try a 007 game on it. I was actually, my son had plays Xbox. I was just playing around like the Xbox Game Pass or whatever, and it's actually kind of cool to pair like an Xbox controller with your iPad. And then you can use Microsoft like Cloud Gaming to just play Xbox games on your iPad streaming from the cloud with an Xbox controller. I know this is like old news and like this has been available for a year, two years plus, but it's actually kind of a cool experience. And so cool gaming, you can you can do gaming on Apple devices. It happens. You don't play any games, do you, right? I, I don't imagine a game.
1: Uh, um, intensive Sudoku.
0: Oh. Does, does that,
1: that, that really, really pushes the game mode on iOS 17. That's pretty good. Actually. To be, and the promotion thing. You, oh. you cannot play Sudoku without promotion. Very good. Truly, truly. Do you, play, you, do, you,
0: no. do, you do Wordle? You do Wordle?
1: I have done it in patches, and oh. I like it, and I'm all right at it. But for some reason... Uh, don't I just take. don't come back to it and I don't know why.
0: Well, I am currently no. on a 102 word streak, so there you go. Oh? No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I'm, I'm all about it. And, um, if I, the day I miss one, I'll just throw the phone in a link, I guess, but, uh, no, I won't do that. <laughs> okay. All right. Now you had an article I'm, I'm curious to talk about, which is Apple. Yeah. You say Apple will not buy Disney no matter how often it hears that it will. This is, this is your headline. Mm. And I think this is an interesting topic because I also heard uh, Jason Snell discuss this idea about Apple buying Disney. I think a little bit of context, the Disney CEO, Bob Iger, who retired from Disney and then Disney asked him to come back because uh, the other Bob in the interim did not do so well, I think, with, with the Disney company.
1: Uh, to be fair, what we've learned this week is that Bob Iger... Barely went away. He kept interfering in what the other guy did. And actually, now some of the things I go doing are things that the other guy started. So the lines are very blurry. I'm terribly disappointed actually in Bob Igo because I had this impression of him as a run at Disney, this huge success. And he ran it over a long time. He did very, very well. But then you hear that sort of story and then the absolute astounding nonsense he said about the writer's strike.
0: You remember this? Yeah. So, and that's um, that's the context I yeah. think is, is helpful because it was. So, Bob Chapek was who he was CEO for like two years or something. And uh, again, your article talks about that. But Bob Iger, who is again back at, currently as Disney CEO, he did an interview. Was it with CNBC or CNN? That the interview, like uh, CNBC is the one. Okay. They, when uh, they were like in I the mountains, saw. which seemed like a very tone deaf, like.
1: Oh, uh, the Writers Guild stuff was, yes, he was at the Billionaire's Summer Retreat, um, enjoying his $27 million a year salary and saying that the writers were unrealistic. And this is a case where there are writers on staff on a show for Disney who can't afford lunch. There are other writers who take it in turns to skip their lunch so that some of them can eat some days. I really don't feel... That that was very close. Yeah, their lifestyles were not, you know, mirrored there exactly, were
0: they? Right. So the, that interview, there were a lot of tone-deaf moments, I think. And with the ongoing writer strike, people are really calling him out directly and then just calling out all the yes. CEOs of these big streaming companies. But one of the things he mentioned in that interview was that, two keep an eye on their profits and what they are spending money on and efforts on is that they might divest themselves of some of their networks. I think they own like FX and some other networks. Uh, Most notably ESPN is a Disney property, one of the most profitable. And Bob Iger said like, maybe it's time to divest those, sell them off so we can focus on other things. Uh, It seems like he felt like there was a lot of investment in some of the original Disney Plus shows that didn't pan out as well, maybe also some of the the movies recently. And so all of that in the context, and then the conversation, which repeatedly happens, I feel like over time is that, well, Apple should just buy Disney. Apple is trying to do more content like Apple TV Plus, the whole Apple One Services bundle. Apple is always looking for more uh, like areas where they can grow. Growth is always an important thing when it comes to investors. And so Apple buying Disney just seems like a win-win, like it's a, it's a whole new area of growth for Apple. Disney can, you know, not a, that it's a bailout. I mean, Disney is doing just fine, uh, but that, you know, they would have this huge influx of cash and now Apple can invest more into whatever it is, the Disney parks or the Disney entertainment properties. And so it's this like semi-popular idea. And so tell me, William, why, why will Apple not buy Disney?
1: well actually just this just pops into my head when you've described it that way i i know that if you are making a tv show for apple and things are going okay, then Apple is fantastic. They are great support. The budgets are there. Everything's brilliant. I also know that if it goes slightly wrong, if something isn't working out, then Apple is on top of it like vultures, and they micromanage everything, and basically you're never going to recover if it gets to that stage. So Apple has this reputation of being welcoming for creatives, but incredibly tough when things go wrong. Mm. Right now, Disney has this thing of there's Bob Iger, um, dissing writers he did try to atone for it by saying creatives are very important to disney but at exactly the same time they launched you mentioned this they cancel shows they make shows and they pull them off air after four weeks and they remove them completely solely so that they do not have to pay royalties to the creatives right. so a creative now with a project why would you go to disney you might go to Apple. You need to have gone to other people before you go to Disney now. So would Apple inherit that bad image and lose what mm. credence it's got? Maybe, maybe not. But also when you describe it, you make it sound like Bob go, it's asset stripping Disney and ESPN is the profitable one. So it's the most likely, I suppose, to go away. But let's say Apple didn't try to buy Disney. It tried to buy ESPN. We know that Apple likes worldwide rights. For everything, they've explicitly said they wouldn't do certain sports deals because they couldn't get that. ESPN, it's it's you can get, see it overseas, away from the U.S., but all the rights are U.S. Everything else mm. is shared amongst countless countless broadcasters around the world. Buying ESPN and absorbing it into Apple TV Plus Sports, I think it'd be close to impossible, mm. and I don't know that Apple needs it. I just also, there's just the thing if Apple has only once ever bought a company that was big, and I hadn't heard of it at the time, uh, Beats and things. Right. It just, where Microsoft, for example, buys what well, Activision or tries, LinkedIn, uh, Microsoft grows by buying Disney 10, excuse me, Apple tends not to. Right. And I just, uh, we're even forgetting the whole regulatory <laughs> right. side. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Apparently, the story is that multiple Disney executives have said Bob Iger's plan is to stay in charge as long as he can, as long as he can, and then just when he has to go, then sell it to Disney. And I think he can want that all he likes. Um, (laughs) It's unlikely to happen legally. And another thing for divesting is if you make the company smaller, you reduce the regulatory things. But Disney is so big and Apple is so big that you would have to get rid of so much from disney for that to just fly through that why would apple be interested i just you said win-win and i really don't think it, it might be a win for disney but i don't see it for apple
0: so to give a so to put it in perspective like you said beats was apple's largest acquisition ever i'm looking
1: at it in three billion dollars in 2014 that's yeah. that's
0: right three billion dollars and so uh, just a cursory search, what would it take if Apple wanted to buy Disney? It seems like a consensus is between 250 and 400 billion dollars. and so significantly more than the Beats acquisition. And I do feel like if it were to acquire Disney proper, you're also getting into the theme park business. You're getting oh, into the yes. cruising business.
1: You're getting into. Oh, i forgotten about that. Network yes, television,
0: yeah. like there is way more to Disney than the movies and the TV shows. Even though that's you know where it's pumping a lot of money into, like Disney Plus. I feel like it would be a more likely scenario that Disney Disney tries to sell ESPN and Apple acquires that because it feels closer to what they're trying to do with sports, and it could be rolled into Apple TV and it's already a an, an arena that they are in and trying to grow, but I am uh, in agreement with you as far as like acquiring Disney proper, like, and also there are Disney parks all over the world. You know, if you're here in the U.S., mm. a lot of times we think Disney World, Disneyland. I think there's also a Disneyland in France. Another one. Par- Paris. Yep. Yeah, Paris. Yes, Disneyland Paris. And isn't yeah. there one in China? Isn't there a Disney?
1: Oh, I don't know that. That makes sense, but I don't know. I think I've been to the Paris one on a press trip. It's rather nice, actually. There's
0: one in Tokyo. There's Disney Sea there, there's Disneyland Paris. Cool. There's a few resorts in Tokyo. There's one in Shanghai, Disneyland. And so I mean you're you're dealing with like international multi-theme park uh <laughs> undertaking which yeah. you know, we talk about Apple being distracted uh, from their software because of a headset or something. And it's like this would <laughs> this would be wild for a single CEO to oversee everything from a cruise line to a VR headset to a smartwatch to like AirPods. Like it's just, I, I don't feel like that would be tenable and and probably not great uh, decision. But
1: there's no way Eddie Q could take on uh, <laughs> Disney Plus, for example. So if you bought it, you would be you'd stick with the executives running it. They've already got and. Do you want that? Because yeah. right now, I mean, back to Bob Iger and the writers, there he is uh, dissing us for going on strike and withdrawing our services. But Disney has just pulled its uh, deal with, which is a cable company that it's just abandoned uh, serving in protest and all not right. getting the rights it wants. So it's all right for some executives to pull off. It's not right for the workers. If that I don't think Disney is really quite the company you would hope it would be. But
0: now, you say? saying Eddie Q though, I kind of would love to see Eddie Q sell like a cruise. I feel like that would be pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: With Craig Federici doing the uh, oh, uh, entertainment shows. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You'd
1: sign up for that, oh. wouldn't you? Yes. Now, an
0: Apple cruise, William, <laughs> this might have changed my whole opinion. You know, I
1: think <laughs> there were some. Uh, did Macworld, when that was a conference, also have cruises? Or am I just dreaming well now. i try to search you doing on apple cruise
0: this Macworld world Mac Mania cruise yes MacMania. that's september 2011 this was a thing goodness as recent as that this okay. was a thing I
1: felt, I, I, 90s was in my head but right. the,
0: i mean this is an old website it looks like and, and it's as a book this cruise now uh so the, <laughs> the information is
1: still there well click that button quickly yeah, yeah okay. i got
0: it i got it <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, Can you get a good price on the yeah, ticket from I'm sure. well, this, 12 years this ago? This was before inflation,
0: <laughs> all the inflation that's happening. So yeah, it's, oh. that's great. Anyway, that's, that's funny. I will put, uh, apparently this has been multiple years, 2006, there was Mac Mania 5, yeah. setting sale from Tampa. I would have done that. That's right around, <laughs> that's right over here. Anyway, right. I would have done that. Uh, I'm going to put that uh, uh, right under the link to the Oxford English Dictionary for backronym. Thank you. Yep, that'll, that'll you. be there. Okay. If you want if you want to read about that past cruise? Oh, they should do that again. That's pretty good. But anyway, I'd, I think I agree with your assessment. William has a great piece. We will link to that in the show notes. And of course, you know, keep your eyes peeled because this Tuesday it's all happening. I, I, we don't have time to talk about it. In what day. is it? Oh my word! What when? <laughs> 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern. One will go with that. 1 I'm p.m. Sorry. Eastern okay. uh, I think that's 6 p.m. UK time, right? Five hours yes, ahead. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yes. Uh, uh, real quick, you know, I bought an iPod the other day. Did I tell you about that? I'm not. Wow. Yeah. No, no. I, bought an, I bought an iPod video. I wanted my original iPod. This was my very first Apple device, so I went on eBay. I bought it. It works. The battery is actually pretty good. Uh, you can't sync it with anything in Mac OS Ventura. It doesn't. Even, like nothing works. But uh, I actually had an old computer running uh, Mavericks. And so I connected the iPod that to is. that. And it wouldn't sync any of my iTunes library, which was kind of frustrating because I wanted to put an episode of Lost on here because that was the very first thing I watched on my iPod video. Oh. But <laughs> podcasts, long live podcasts. You can sync podcasts to this thing no problem. So I got, a, I got an Apple Insider podcast on here and I got Movies on the Side podcast. And look, you can even hear the click button. Yes, a
1: very distinctive click, yes.
0: That's the click wheel from my iPod video. You're welcome, everyone. That's what we'll leave you with. <laughs> Don't forget, tune in. We'll have a recap podcast right after the Apple event. I try to get that out very quickly. So keep your eyes peeled for that. You can support the show, get ad-free versions every time, right in Apple Podcasts or at patreon.com slash Insider. You can follow William and myself on all the social medias. All those links are in the show notes as well. As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week at the Big Apple event. Wonderlust, see you then. What? That's next week? <laughs> Perfect. <Sorry>. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>